1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 971 FM Talk,
0: On Demand Audio. Jerry Baker, editor-at-large for The Wall Street Journal, back with us, talking about a bunch of different issues as we take into Christmas. Jerry Baker, Merry Christmas. How are you?
1: Good, very well. Have Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, Happy Holidays. I, not a phrase I like, but uh, best wishes to all you and your listeners.
0: I'm a Merry Christmas guy, so yeah, we're we're in a safe space <laughs> here in St. Louis. What's <laughs> the uh, what's the Baker Christmas plans? You got big plans? You're traveling?
1: No, no, staying home with family. We just uh, uh, my daughters are now in different parts of the country, but uh, they'll uh, they'll all be here just after Christmas, and we'll just stay here and have a nice, uh, peaceful, quiet Christmas in
0: New York, if you can do that. Well, Christmas is beautiful in you. I don't know about quiet, but it is a beautiful place to be during the holidays. It My is. producer, Fred, was there just a few weeks ago for the uh, for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and was blown away. I've only been there, I think, maybe two times during the holidays, but I, th- I thought it was magical. So you got that going it for you. It is lovely.
1: Yeah. Lovely. Lights, uh, cold. It's a shame we're not going to get a white Christmas. We're going to get a very wet one, unfortunately, But uh, but it's lovely. Yeah, thank you.
0: Well, let, let's talk about a few things that are happening right now. And you and I have talked about January 6, and I guess I've said the same thing before. I, I considered what happened January 6 pretty outrageous. Um, I'd kind of like to move forward. I think a lot of what's been going on with this committee is political. I, I don't know that I really care if Trump is indicted at this point, but what do you make of of how that committee is wrapping things up? And is there going to be a I guess there's a criminal referral in this situation right now?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, I think clearly um, this was a political exercise all along. I don't necessarily think that invalidates it. You and I, again, have had this conversation before. I thought what happened on January 6th was disgraceful. I thought that Trump certainly played an important role in um, in creating the circumstances at minimum that led to January the 6th. I thought Trump should have been impeached uh, for his role in all of that. So I'm all happy to go along with all of that. This and and I don't think the January the 6th hearings have necessarily been intrinsically legitimate. I think you know, I think they could have been handled better, the membership could have been handled better, all of those things. I think they have revealed some very important, important details. As far as the criminal issue is involved, look, I mean, they've cut, they've called for you know, they've asked the Justice Department to, um, you know, to to indict Trump. My, My, I'm not a lawyer but my own sense is that on the on the so-called charges they have I think they'd be very very hard to make them stick i know the justice department obviously is investigating this with investigating this with its special prosecutor right now it just seems to to me as i understand the law the bar for especially for Insurrection for incite for incitement to violence or insurrection is set incredibly high, and rightly so. I mean, there's the First Amendment; people are allowed to essentially say all kinds of things, which uh, you know, which, which which we might find objectionable, which we certainly don't want to prosecute people for. So look. Yeah, I think that I think on the whole, the January Sixth committee has done a pretty valuable job of surfacing more of the information that demonstrates that Trump played a pretty disgraceful role in the final days of his presidency. Uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere from a criminal perspective, but I suspect I suspect as we look back on 2022 and we see what's happened to Donald Trump, you know, he started the year as the greatest threat to democracy uh, the country's ever faced and the end of the year. Hawking, you know, Hawking, uh, Hawking digital baseball cards of himself. You know, I think that probably the revelations about January the 6th have played a role in in further... Uh, further undermining his reputation, and that probably isn't a bad thing.
0: Yeah, well, and I'm I'm kind of on the same page with you on that. But he doesn't seem to have done himself any favors as a guy who apparently wants to run for president again in the last few weeks because the numbers are they're cratering, they're continuing to crater. And I, I've had more and more people that said I voted for him twice, not going to do it again.
1: Yeah, look, again, Mark, you and I have had this conversation before, and I, and I think what Trump did in twenty six, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. You know, I didn't always like some of the rhetoric and some of the language, but what he did in 2015, 2016, and more importantly, what he did for most of his presidency was an incredibly important ship in the country and the GOP and a lot of what it was was valuable it was you know the country you can't look back on the first 15 years of the 21st century uh, what's happened in this country and and not think that something dramatic needed to change we needed disruption to the political system it was the two political parties you know pretty well hand in hand that presided over economic decline financial crisis global wars which ended in disaster the country needed some you know, reassertion of of real core American values, and I think Trump did a lot of that. So I, I'm, I'm – you know, as you well know, and I've defended a lot of what Donald Trump said and did back then, and I've defended a lot of what Donald Trump said and did during his presidency, and I still think overall the direction in which he took the Republican Party is a good one. I just think there are question marks about his own – personality and character which came very much came to be revealed after the election in 2020 and leading up to to january the sixth look but i think the direction that i've just talked about the the shift in the direction of the republican party is a very important one and must be maintained one thing i would really regret mark as we do see i think probably you know the sort of steady decline of donald trump himself as a political force i mean i wouldn't write him off nobody should ever write him off. no no that's true right I do hope that the party doesn't see this as kind of an excuse to go back to the status quo ante 2015, uh, 2014. I'm afraid to say that sort of, you know, Romney Republican Party was not exactly a success and nor exactly was it doing the right things. I do think there is a, you know, I hate this term because it's used too loosely, but there is a kind of populist, Republican, conservative message that trump brilliantly articulated in 2015 2016 which can now that's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a banner that can now be taken up by others you know maybe it's Ron DeSantis. i'm not convinced yet it's Ron sanders but maybe there are others who can take up that message take up that banner take up that cause and do so in a way that doesn't alienate more than half the electorate which is the other thing the other problem with donald trump
0: yeah, and I don't know if he's going to do it for any kind of presidential run. But, you know, we have uh, Josh Hawley here. I don't know if you saw his piece in The Washington Post a couple of weeks ago about conservatism. And he's got a little bit of a different take than I do on what the party should do. But he's kind of digging into his own populism in that particular situation, whether it's for a presidential run or or not, I'm not exactly sure. But again, Senator Hawley seems to think, um, if you read that piece, Jerry, that the uh, the issue with the quality of candidates wasn't really what prevented the Republicans from moving forward with a red wave. He feels it was the messaging in, in the party apparatus.
1: Yeah, I don't believe that. I, I
0: mean, don't either.
1: Hawley's Cynical, a, a very smart, <laughs> incredibly cynical politician. He makes Ted Cruz look like a kind of model of, the uh, you know, uh, in, integrity and honesty. I mean, I mean, it's you know, he's uh, I don't believe uh, that. The, the evidence is pretty clear. So, you know, so so if the message was so bad in Florida, why did you know why how did Governor DeSantis manage to win by 20 yeah. points? If the message was so bad in New York. How did Republicans take four or five crucial House seats uh, in, New, in New York, which actually made the difference in the end between the Republicans gaining or not gaining gaining the House of Representatives? You know, you, 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 the, message, the message was clear, whether it was in Pennsylvania, whether it was in Georgia, whether it was in Arizona, whether it was in Michigan, uh, you know, those candidates that – Endorsed, all endorsed by Donald Trump, and in turn endorsed the "Stop the Steel" argument, the "Stop the Steel" lunacy. All those candidates went down. Uh, you know, a couple of them managed to, you know, do all right. Uh, 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 JD Vance in Ohio, but Ohio's a solidly red state. He was not going to lose, and he still did noticeably worse than Mike DeWine. So, look, I, this is this is a bogus argument by people who are still, you know, politically ambitious, cynical people who are still trying to appeal appeal to that solid core unfortunately of the republican base that thinks the election was stolen that will vote for donald trump and they're trying to sort of they think trump is fading so they're just going to try and sort of take over his vote by maintaining that cause we know what happened we, you know trump lost the election the midterm elections in 2018 he lost the president election in 2020 and lost the election in 2020 the midterm elections in 2022 you know i thought it was three strikes and you're out in this country so um but but you know maybe maybe who knows maybe people like josh hawley will somehow convince people that it wasn't that and that it was all to do with Mitch McConnell not putting money in the right place. I, I, I doubt it. I think people people aren't stupid. They they, they they understand what happened and they see it very clearly. But again, the key thing is, it's not, It is not. about it was about those candidates. It was about Trump. The key thing is that the policies the policies that Trump uh, articulated, the, the, the message that Trump articulated back in 2015, 2016 in particular, is a really important one, and the Republican Party mustn't let go of that. And in that sense, at least... I agree with some of the things that Joshua yeah, says.
0: on that front, I do as well. Jerry Baker from the Wall Street Journal. All right, the Twitter files. You wrote about it recently. Go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. I, what I wrote in my column last week was, I said, look, there's there's there. It's, those who say there's nothing new in these files are, are kind of right, and those who say that there's a shocking revelation here of the way, uh, you know, a very powerful company, a very powerful tech tech and media company, uh, you know pushes a narrative and shapes a narrative and blocks alternative views, they're right too. I mean we kind of knew this. We did we did know this is what Twitter was doing. We knew this with the blocking of the Hunter Biden, the disgraceful blocking of the Hunter Biden laptop story in twenty twenty, with the way in which they shadow ban people, the way in which they deamplify as they call it people whose views they don't like. We've known that. We've we've been watching it for six, seven, eight, eight years. We've seen it happen. Conservatives have seen that happen. But 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 the um the what was fascinating about the Twitter file, then we get more and more each day, it seems, is the way in which this worked and the way in which, first of all, executives at Twitter itself, uh, officials of that company, themselves eagerly and proactively uh, blocked uh, stuff they didn't like because, um, you know, again, they sort of control the narrative. They like to think and they think that anybody who, who disagrees with their narrative is not just wrong, but somehow immoral and illegitimate and needs to be needs to be essentially silenced. We've now seen and increasingly, I do think in the, the revelations we've seen in the sort of second or the next batch of Twitter files uh, are, are are genuinely concerning. We're getting much more information about the extent to which law enforcement, uh, intelligence services were really leaning on Twitter in all kinds of ways you know supposedly under the guise of blocking foreign intervention and foreign you know manipulation by foreign governments of you know information in this country but actually if you look through those 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 files that have been published in the last few days it's pretty obvious that Twitter, first of all, that, that some, to some extent, the Twitter executives come off a little better out of these ones because they're often saying to the FBI and law enforcement, "Look, we, we're, we do, we, we know we're, we're looking, we know we're checking out for foreign, you know, foreign misinformation, and, and if we do find bots, Russian bots or whatever it is, we are blocking them." But but the the the, the law enforcement and the intelligence um, officials we're, we're pushing them to do even more. I think this is pretty. You know, I, I interviewed on my podcast yesterday, Marco uh, Cano, who's the uh, yeah. Congressman Democrat, California. liberal – progressive Democratic congressman from California, represents Silicon Valley. And he said to me on my podcast, he's concerned about this. And he thinks there does need to be, you know, if, if there was an attempt by... um the U.S. arms of the U.S. government to try uh, on the flimsy ground of blocking foreign intervention. But actually, its aim was really to silence voices with that with they thought, you know, were, um, you know, were inimical to sort of to, to some particular cause they were trying to promote. That's a really, really dangerous state of affairs. And I think the Republicans take control. I don't, I don't want Republicans when they take control of the House. Uh, next month uh, to spend their entire time doing investigations. I think that was not very very worthwhile. But I do think we are now learning enough about what was going on. And by the way, if it was going on Twitter, you can guarantee it was going on at Facebook, you can guarantee it's going on at Google, you can go on it's going on at all these tech companies. We, we do need, pro- we need to properly expose that. I think there needs to be some light cost on these companies, and I do think that's going to require a thorough investigation.
0: One of the things I like from your your column on Twitter, you said, Twitter occupies an absurdly inflated amount of space in the minds of people in the media, and you said, myself included. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, it's true. Look, I mean, we—I well, should say that
1: I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm weird, okay? I'm, I'm like that sort of five percent of the population that weirdly obsesses about politics and current affairs. Thank God, most Americans are much more sensible and have got much better things to do, Mark, than to spend you know five hours a day, you know, looking at articles about politics and current affairs and society and all this kind of stuff. They've got real—they've got real lives to live, and they go ahead and they live them. And good, you know, good luck to them—they're doing the right thing. But we do obsess about it. Twitter does occupy ridiculously large space. I mean, you know, there was somebody. Quite a funny, quite a, I thought there was a very funny, somebody wrote, wrote something very funny today that, you know, someone gets, you know, a, you know, a dentist gets home from a day of doing dentistry and working really, really hard and helping people. And he turns on CNN and the CNN headline is someone talking about how some blue check so is now, you know, somebody's no longer going to get a blue check on Twitter. I mean, it is, it is, it is, it is yeah. completely removed from the reality of everyday life. But, but the one, the one thing we mustn't forget is what we were just talking about, which is that they do control a huge amount of the public conversation that takes place—they do. Journalists are obsessed with Twitter, and journalists do still uh, less than they did, thank God. But they do still have an outsized influence in the conversation and the types of topics that get talked about. And if Twitter is able to control that in some way, or even to establish the kind of limits and boundaries of what's, what 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 we what we talk about, that's something. And if that is being done either for ideological reasons by people at Twitter or because the the U.S. government is, 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 arms of the U.S. government are in some ways driving this, then we really, really need to have a thorough investigation of it.
0: Jerry Baker, you have a great Christmas. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me here this week before I take off. I know your break is coming up tomorrow, so enjoy the holiday. We will talk after the first of the year, and we'll see what 2023 holds for us. Mark,
1: thank you very much indeed. Merry Christmas to you and to all your listeners. Thank you, Jerry.